Welcome to Securing Digitalization, the Siemens Cybersecurity Podcast. Our hosts, Natalia Oropesa and Mirko Ross. Welcome to another episode with the fantastic cybersecurity officer at Siemens, Natalia Oropesa. Thanks for having me. I am very happy to be with you, the cyber expert, Mirko Ross. Hey, Natalia. And in this episode, we want to talk about online crime and the danger of social engineering, which is, I think, a huge topic, Natalia, isn't it? It, it is. And I, I, I have a question to you, Mirko. Did, did you ever click on an email attached that installed malware on your computer? Did, have you done this? <laughs> to be honest, yes. But for forensic reasons. And please, to the people in the audience, don't try this at home. It's just, I'm curious. I want to know how the attackers are working, what kind of elements are in there, how they're doing this technical. And for that, I have clicked on phishing mails. Um, phishing is a statistic attack. It means it's just arriving maybe at the right moment at the right time. And then if you are not aware, you click on the attachment and the attackers get their chance to compromise your system. For example, I've ordered something in an online shop. Um, and then uh, at that moment, the phishing mail arrives from the parcel service, obviously from the parcel services and is leading to a phishing website. So this is a scam, but it was at the right moment. Uh, when I had ordered something on an online shop. And yes, this can happen if you are not aware. Yeah, we have to accept it's very difficult. It's very dangerous as, as well. I will comment on that later on. But first to say it's very difficult now to uh, detect and to identify that this is in fact a phishing email. Because of course you are inside of your day doing everything, trying to go through your emails as quick as possible, trying to recognize and get information. And It just happened to me as well that I saw an email saying new city communication. And because we are in the middle of churches in Siemens, of course, it was like very clear that, that, that someone was providing to me an information. And guess what? I click. Fortunately for me, fortunately for me, and this is where I am going. I have a CERT team and we will come to the explanation of what is CERT and what do they do. But, I call them immediately and you have to, you, you, you have no idea how my voice was when I was explaining to them. Yes. Guess what? I am trained to recognize phishing, but I, I, I think I click on a phishing email. Can you check my computer if everything is okay? And if, if something wrong was happening. So fortunately for me as well, there was nothing that was actually publicity and, and stuff like this, but, but nevertheless, it is scary. It is very difficult to recognize these days, a phishing email. And uh, we are going to talk about why is it so difficult to recognize, right? To me, fishers are like crocodiles. They are underwater and then they're waiting that you're stepping to the pond for drinking and then bam, they hit you if you are not aware. Luckily, Natalia, you have a third. And this is a computer emergency response team. We have a CERT and, and not only not only a CERT, but as well different measures that protect us Siemens from mm -hmm. a phishing attack. So one of the things that we also do is automatic recognition of okay. phishing emails. And then we remove them uh, from, from the different systems and clients. There are two different measures, but in case we click and in case that... 
that uh, malware gets downloaded, then we will have first uh, uh, the uh, cyber security uh, defense center that will look into the anomalies that are happening. And, and, and second, we have a computer emergency response team that will act immediately to contain the propagation of that malware. I have learned a third, they're like firefighters. They're standing in the first line of fire um, fighting the cyber attack. Well, if I'm a small or medium-sized company, I assume I don't have a third. Normally not. Normally you will not have something like this. I mean, you have to invest to have something like this. You need to have the expertise. Yes, you, you will not have something like this in place. And you yourself, you are the CEO of a startup miracle. So you can tell me how and <laughs> and how you do it. Yes, right. We have a startup in cybersecurity. So we are rather aware of cybersecurity as well. And we are a target, uh, of course, as well for attackers. So we have, of course, emergency plans. And our people and our staff is rather trained on cybersecurity. We don't have a third like you, but we have emergency plans. And we know exactly how to respond on certain cyber attacks. And even we have, of course, the knowledge to go into a forensic analytic analytics as well. So we are maybe in a better position than a regular small and medium enterprise. But well, um, you need to prepare yourself and you need to be aware and you need to train people. That's generally, I think, a good advice for every company out there which will be prepared to defend cyber attacks and phishings and stuff like that. I had an interview with Hans Wallinger and he is responsible for cyber defense at Siemens. And Hans has told me about his daily challenge towards social engineering, phishing and attacks. Well, social engineering is about manipulating human behavior. And that's why I would argue that social engineering is a threat to any organization, because despite of the game changing advancements, in machine learning and deep learning, our successful businesses still do heavily rely on human brain power. And in the context of Siemens, uh, I do see two main target groups. There is on the one hand side our Siemens employees, but also our Siemens customers. In example, we do have reportings of fake Siemens identities being used to trick Siemens customers into fraudulent payments. And so it's not only about Siemens being directly targeted, but Siemens being used to target others. So, wow, what I've learned from Hans is that it's rather important to understand the attackers and identify them. And that's what we call attribution in cybersecurity. So, Natalia, how do we deal with attribution? Yeah, to, to make a attribution is certainly very important. So what we call to make attribution is try to find out who is attacking us, what who is the group that is attacking us. And of course, the more we know about the attacker, the better we can protect us. Um, what we do is we use the so-called TTPs or techniques, uh, tactics and processes to relate those to a certain group of attackers. So there is like the gothic pandas of the well and the spiders of the world and so on and so forth. There is always different names. That's another problem I, could, I can come back to. Um, 
But, but, but once we identify the group of attacker, then we can also understand what is their motivation. So there are different groups that have different motivations. Some of them are activists, and so they are normally trying to uh, damage the reputation of the companies. There are others, uh, like cyber criminals, and we know they are looking for money, like, uh, and using malware, like ransomware. Uh, and then to ask for money to decrypt the, the files. And there are others like sponsored uh, state attack, attackers that are trying to destabilize a country by attacking some of their key industries. So those are the different motivations we, we have and we see, and, and, and they are different groups related to them. Yep. Uh, and therefore, the then more we know about the attacker, the more we know how to protect ourselves and what do we have to expect and what can we expect. Totally agree here. And I think understanding the attacker helps us to protect against social engineering and phishing, Natalia, isn't it? Well, you know, we talked before about phishing emails and, and we also talk about how difficult it is to... Uh, detect them and to to uh, to to know whether this is a phishing email yes or not and 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 the reason why is it's so difficult to identify those phishing attacks is because they are very specific to the different topics that you are working on that moment so in your example you told me you order something in DHL or in Amazon, and then you were expecting uh, a delivery information. In my case, I am going through a, a, a setup of a new organization, and therefore the information about New City was so important. So, and the way that the attackers get that specific information about our lives is by social engineering. And how do they do that? They just connect different things that they look into the public internet and your Facebook page in your LinkedIn page in your information and then and then probably as well they have some good contacts that know someone that knows someone and that told them something. So this is why it's so important to provide always as less information as possible and as much as needed. So you remember in the back, uh, in the last episode, you asked me about the name of my mother and I asked you, why are you interested in that information, Mirko? And the reason I answered that is because, of course, I need to protect my information. This is, this is very important and should be kept in our minds like this. Yeah. And having a look at the attacker side, like if they are gathering information from a lot of sources or data breaches and stuff like that. I think they can train, for example, machine learning or artificial intelligence to make phishing attacks or social engineering much more powerful. And I was talking with Hans Wallinger as well on this topic. Individual organizations will have no leverage to actually prevent AI powered scams from being executed. They will be set up and they will be carried out. What we need to be working on is to reduce the risk of actually falling victim to AI powered scams. And there, a lot of research still is needed to happen to come up with meaningful ways of identity protection, especially outside the corporate environment. 
while zero trust architectures are being implemented at an enterprise level, we need to see how to go about validating and protecting identities outside control environments of individual organizations. Also in the social engineering context, we at present are mainly talking about manipulating the human brain and human behavior, but at the same token, we already heavily rely upon smart algorithms to make decisions for us. So there will be manipulation of algorithms, an example, train analytics model with specifically drafted data sets to influence the outcome. And therefore, we need to learn how this kind of manipulation can be detected and what meaningful defense mechanisms would look like. Well, using AI or machine learning for attacking I mean, this is expected. So that Hans is looking on this is, I think, uh, a wise move. I, I think I told you in the last episode that, that we were using that already, in fact. And uh, it's a wonderful thing to do because you can relate the, the, the data and then uh, be able to detect whether you have anomalies or not and then act timely to contain a spread of malware. Yeah, and I think AI is very strong on big data with machine learning, for example, to recognize attacking patterns or phishing patterns. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is yeah, this is what AI can do best, recognize pattern patterns. Yeah, and as we know, many attackers are lazy, so they often use patterns. They are You can tell they are lazy, but at the end of the day, they are very professional. That's why they use repetitive processes so that they can improve those processes. That's that's an advantage in the case of the detection. Yeah, and I think, like, of course, new technologies like machine learning and artificial intelligence are rather powerful. They will help us on protecting. But at the end, as a user, we need to be aware always we need to train our own awareness not clicking on a link easily for example but also take care on what kind of information are you exposing uh, and where you're exposing this information isn't it the solution of the problem starts with the recognition of the problem and that's why be aware and of of the risk is so important and not 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 to avoid that and uh and yeah 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 and i think natalia we need to train ourselves every day every day i can tell you <laughs> natalia thank you very much and we are at the end of the show i hope that the audience liked our topics if you like us give us a rate give us a comment and natalia thank you very much for being here in the show Thank you, Mirko. Bye. Securing Digitalization, the Siemens Cybersecurity Podcast.